This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh. Oh, oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I'm your host, Chops. That correct WK. And our adventurers begin this week's episode. It's like old Hanna-Barbera <laughs> or, or something like that. This week's episode. On this week's episode, our adventurers find themselves missing. Well, it's, you're quite right. It's because true. We are talking about Mario is missing. Mario is missing. Tune in next week when we find Mario. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so this game... Chops. Well, actually, before I talk about the, the the general information on the game, I do want to say that when I was a kid, I first rented this. You actually rented this game? I did, because when I saw the box, I was like, Mario is missing. Oh, it's a Mario game, but like you can play as Luigi, and you just you got to find Mario. That's awesome. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, sure, right? Craig. Sure, Craig. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay, Craig. Right? It's not. This was released on the Super Nintendo in the spring of 1993. This educational platforming game stars Luigi as he attempts to save his brother from Bowser by learning geography. Edutainment at its best. Best is not the word I would use, Chops. I, I saw that this game was first released as a floppy disk game. It was released on like Mac and computers. I, and I'm like... I'm trying to conceptualize a Mario game on a floppy disk. And then I'm also trying to remember the last game I played on a floppy disk. And (laughs) the last ones I remember were Wheel of Fortune. Sounds right. On our old IBM computer. Oh, man. And uh, um, DuckTales on, on, on the PC. And how I couldn't start the game... Because you had to have the password for the vault, <laughs> and we didn't know it, and the internet wasn't around then much, and I could never play the game. Oh, that's so disappointing. It's part of why I don't like the game, Greg, Oh, is mm. because it taunted me with the fact like, oh, you want to get in this vault and start the game? Well, you have to enter in the password. I mean, I feel like it's pretty Immediately. fitting. Immediately. It's pretty fitting that you couldn't get into the vault because that's what a vault is Immediately, designed Immediately, you couldn't start the game without the password. <laughs> How awful is that? Oh, that's real bad. Yeah. That's real, real bad. So, 
I don't know if it all makes sense now on why I have such a passion against this game, that game and the moon and everything. Oh, the moon. Anywho. So the gameplay involves Luigi traveling to real-world cities, where he has to defeat Koopa Troopas until he finds items that have been stolen. After getting the item, which is relevant, of course, to real-world geography, Luigi then has to prove the stolen item is legitimate by doing a quiz. He then answers a question or so. I think it's only one, maybe a few. It's two. Oh, two questions. You're right. Yeah, it's two. After doing this, uh, I think, three times per city, Luigi uh, has to then figure out what city he's in at the moment, and that summons Yoshi. No, no, no. You have to guide Yoshi on his own geographical map to the city. (laughs) To the city that Luigi is in so that he can meet up with Yoshi and eat the... Uh, scares it away, the pokey. Oh, I uh, thought he eats it. I, I didn't get that it. far. Maybe he eats it. He, I think he scares the pokey away. It like go, it goes back into the warp pipe, and then you can jump on the warp pipe and 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 go back to the hub, which is like Bowser's castle in Antarctica. So it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. Yeah. It uh-huh. is the. Uh-huh. Uh, so so Bowser, King of the Koopas, uh-huh. has relocated from the Mushroom Kingdom to his headquarters in in Antarctica Antarctica I can't even say this. A N T A R C T I C A N. Antarctican <laughs> Castle? Is that just a typo? I don't know. I, I think it's supposed to be like Michigander, you know, like it's Antarctica. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Antar- I'm like, why would you? Why in the first place would you go there to An- Antarctica? One Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, see, no, there's a C in there. <laughs> We're not getting <laughs> it right. Antarctica. Yeah. and so he has this place so that he could go throw and steal the Earth's treasures using the passcode operated remote transportation and larceny system. Portals. Portals. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So and and you said the hairdryer part, right? I'm sorry, what? You said the hairdryer part, right? Oh, you I'm didn't sorry, say what? that part. No, you didn't know that he's stealing these treasures so that he can sell them, so he can buy enough hair dryers to melt the ice in Antarctica. You know, <laughs> it, that that brings me to another point, which is the fact that the box art looks like the cartoon. It looks like the cartoon. Uh huh. And then the opening of the game is is Super Mario World feeling uh-huh. music, and you're like, "This is the best." It's like both both worlds, and then you play the game, and you're like, "This is the worst of all things, <laughs> the worst of all worlds." And I explained this game to Allison, my uh-huh. fiance, and I'm like, "Oh, I played this game called Mario's Missing." She's like, "Oh, I like Mario games." I'm like, yeah, you would not like this game. She's like, "No, I think I'd like it." And I'm like, "Well, it's an edutainment game. Do you know what that is? No, it teaches you things while you play." She's like, "Oh, yeah, I know. I would like it." I'm like, "No, no, you wouldn't." <laughs> Let me explain the plot, and I explain the plot to her, and then I explain what you have to do, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds awful." <laughs> She's like, but I'd probably still play it. I'm like, you're terrible. <laughs> you would not enjoy this game. Oh, man. Yeah, it's Mario is Missing is so weird. It is Luigi's own, like his very first video game where he's the starring role. And he didn't have another starring role until Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Like, yep. the poor man, of all the games that he had to live out until his own good title, mm-hmm. was this awful game. Yeah, he, uh, it's... 
it's not it is not very fun. No. It's uh I I rented it when I was a kid and I was like you can't get hurt. You like the enemies Oh, I didn't even realize that until like 20 minutes into the game. Yeah, it's uh you the like if a Koopa Troopa walks into you, he walks by you. That's it. That's all. There's no the, like you you can't die. You you can get the quizzes wrong. Like if you if you go to like the uh what is it, like we'll the say information the, booth. Yeah, the information booth. And let's say they're like, hey, we're missing the coins from the Trevi Fountain. Trevi Fountain, I think that's how it's pronounced. And uh, and if you're like, yeah, I have them, and they're like, well, okay, like you know, uh, like are these prove legitimate? It. Like yeah, prove it. You answer the quiz. Like if you answer the quiz questions wrong and you can't prove the items are real, well, you just can do it again. That's it. I think I think maybe you have to walk off screen and come back, maybe. But uh, yeah, I got stuck for a couple minutes immediately in the game because the roads. I know. Well, that well, let me get to that. <laughs> I got out of the the pipe, uh-huh. and then the pokey showed up. Yeah, and then a Koopa came by, so I jumped on him and I killed him, and he like fell to ash almost. It seemed like, and then he had an item, and I think I picked it up, and then I'm like on the right hand side of the screen, and it ends, and there's just a pipe, and I'm like. I can't get past this guy. Uh-huh. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to die. I can't. What am I going to do? Like, I tried going to the right. Nothing was happening. I'm trying to see if I could go to jump over him without hitting him. I'm like, that's weird. Maybe I can damage boost. So I run and I go past him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, I just spent all this time thinking I'm going to die and get hit by this guy. And I just go past him. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I see another Koopa and I jump on him and he just poofs. Oh, gone dead mm-hmm. i'm like what why was this one different and then i tested out running past one and it went past me mm-hmm. and i'm just and you're in a city and yep. and i'm just like i don't know what's going on so i hit the start button and i'm like what is this stuff <laughs> there's so many options. what is a globulator the globulator and a computer and then what's a computer inventory. and then what were the other options oh uh, i don't map? Even world map yeah world map and I think. i'm like all right let's choose something and i chose inventory did nothing uh i think it at one point, I was able to look at, like, notices that I got from the tourist area. Hmm. And then it's like Yoshi shows up on a map. I'm like, oh, I get to play as Yoshi. And I, like, <laughs> go to move to a stage. And I'm like, wait, this looks like Africa. And I'm, like, continuously moving. Oh, these aren't stages. Is that the is that North America? I'm like, what is, <laughs> this game confused the the heck out of me. I, I, I didn't know how to go to different areas and eventually I'm like well there's and, and and the only reason why I recognize this is because I live in Detroit or I work in Detroit so I mm-hmm. walk on crosswalks a lot with white lines I'm yeah. like oh this is a crosswalk maybe I hold up towards and we walk towards the screen yeah yeah that, that's what you do he bolts across the street like he's gonna get hit by a car at any moment I like that he looks both ways he does this game is dumb I don't get who's the audience for this game because children would never play this game. They would start it, be immediately disappointed, and stop it. Well, here's the thing. Back in this time period, in the early 90s, education games started to get bigger. 
I call shenanigans on that. No, here's the thing. I'm not saying that it was like, oh, everybody was like, oh, talking at the playground, how cool education games were. But I think parents started to realize, oh, well, my kid wants to play video games. I want them to learn. Well, let's kill two birds with one stone. We'll it's give like them an those education. Religious game. ones were like Noah's story or oh, the no- Super Noah's Ark. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, with the rise in popularity of educational video games in the early '90s, Nintendo licensed their characters to Radical Entertainment. Now, are you familiar with Radical Entertainment? I know the work? name, and I can't remember what else they've made. <laughs> they've made some classics on the Nintendo. Uh, do you know what they made on the Nintendo? No. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. Oh, yeah. And Terminator. Two of the worst, worst Nintendo games ever made. In the spectrum of those games, Rocky and Bullwinkle, a beloved cartoon, and Terminator, a sci-fi action movie. Mm-hmm. What? On the Super Nintendo. Oh, God. They, they made oh, a lot, right? Uh, well, uh, so Sega Genesis, they made Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Which is a garbage game. On the Super Nintendo, they made Wayne's World. Oh, God. Which is so bad. And do you know the final game? Well, not the final game they made on the Super Nintendo, I don't think, but one of the, the game that is probably one of the most infamous? Bebe's Kids. Baby, why does that sound familiar? Bebe's Kids is hailed as the worst, the worst Super Nintendo game ever. Really? I don't know what it is. It won the number one worst Nintendo game game of all time uh, for Nintendo Power's Top 100. They had done like a top five worst video for worst Nintendo games and it was number one. Baby's Kids was a a movie that was based on the uh, the movie itself was based on a uh, like a a comedian. I don't remember the dude's name. Uh, Like his skit where it was like it, it was like he went on a date with a girl named Bebe and it was Bebe's kids and Bebe's kids were like these rotten brats and he like made up these like personas for these like kids and stuff and the the skit was so popular and so funny uh that it ended up they ended like he ended up getting his own uh oh uh, I know this cartoon, cartoon yes the cartoon movie is not good and they ended up making a video game based on it that's a beat him up yeah it's a beat i'm looking at it right now it is oh my God. garbage what is this ba- who is this i gotta look up wh- who the the person yeah take a look at the movie and then you'll see the comedian through there i'm sure it is so bad and so this company that made mario is missing made one of the some of the worst games ever radical entertainment I'm calling you guys out. If you're listening to this episode right now, Mario's missing is at least for what it is. I don't think that like I don't like it because it's this crummy educational game, of course, and I have so many bad memories of it. So this is based off of the comedian Robert, or I'm sorry, um, Robin Harris. Ah, yes. And he was his first acting debut. Is it? I'm gonna get you, sucker. <laughs> in 1988, and then he also had a role in Spike Lee's "Do the Right Thing" in 1989. Oh my gosh, he was in House Party. His skit wasn't. 
bad. Like, I mean, I, 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 like, he's not my favorite comedian by any stretch, but uh, his his skit, uh, I've seen parts of it where he talks about, like, Baby's kids, you know, just to kind of get a little, like, bit of insight there to this, like, horrible Super Nintendo game that I played. And yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's, he's, he's, he, entertaining. His, uh, Harry, uh, and Harris's Baby kids routines, Harris's girlfriend, Jamika, would insist that he take her son and her friend, Baby's three children with them on a date as she continually agreed to babysit them. The children would regularly make a fool out of and or annoy Harris. We babies kids, they would proclaim. We don't die, we multiply. Wow. <laughs> the, mo- the movie is real crummy. It- it's real, it's real, eh. It's just not very good. And the game is somehow even worse. And so this company made Mario is missing, and it really, I Dude, think, this all makes sense now, right? How terrible this is! So many bad video games, so uh, many horrible video games. Now, here's the thing, though. When I was doing a little bit of research, I was uh, uh, taking a look over everything uh, because I wanted a little bit of insight for for how much uh, work was kind of put into, like at least the knowledge. And I will say, in their credit. Radical Entertainment did a pretty good job of highlighting world geography. Because here's the thing. So much of geography, like when I was remember it when I was a kid, was very American-centric. And it when it wasn't America, it was like ancient Egypt and European. Your typical, like, older cultures, like well, not modern even- Paris. I would never learn about modern Paris. Yeah, you know, but here's the thing, though, is it was very, very Western, the the, the curriculum. Uh, curriculum. Curriculum? Curriculum. Th- whatever it is. Thank you. Antarctican. <laughs> Antarctican. <laughs> ah, dang it. Anyway, yeah, so uh, I, I will say, like, because one of the, the, uh, the things is, like, so you go to different cities and you, you know, uh, uh, educate yourself. Yeah, educate yourself. So one of them is uh, Nairobi in Kenya. And so I, and one of the items that you get there is a human skull. And I was like, oh man, is this like some low key racism stuff? I, I was really put off. I was honestly really mad while I was uh, looking into it. And when I looked at the, the actual like knowledge behind that item is the fact that the, uh, the birthplace of humanity uh, scientists feel like is of course in Africa. And it's, they think in uh, area oh, around pushing this agenda. They're pushing the truth, chops. Oh and no! So, I, I mean, I, I agree, but it's just funny that their their hands are on the table. They're saying, "Hey, Mario thinks <laughs> Mario thinks the birthplace of humanity was in a, around the region of Kenya." And I thought that was awesome. I thought, "Oh wow!" Like, because I when I think the early '90s, I don't necessarily think like you know, like because there even to this day, yeah. there are people who are like, "Uh, that's not how it works," and it's like, "No, I'm pretty sure science is onto something here." Yeah buddy and we're not gonna get too heavy and political, political and you yeah. know stuff uh, stuff like that but i thought that was really awesome that like you know they were like yeah no here's some science for you and it was like wow i uh, another thing that uh, i want to ask you chops is uh when you were wandering around the world as yoshi did any countries or or cities and countries uh catch you off guard or anything i, I don't know i didn't no countries i just caught moved your attention him. i just moved them okay i mean it's just as you walk around you you see the different countries you know there's a country that does not exist. What? Really? Yeah. I didn't get that far with them, so I don't know. Yoshi 
can now this isn't necessarily one of the cities you can go to, but Yoshi can walk through as he's going through the world map. He stops off at Yugoslavia. Oh, Yugoslavia is no longer a country. Right. Interestingly enough, because I did a little bit of research on this, this game came out in 1993. There was already civil unrest in Yugoslavia. There were already parts of the world that were acknowledging that Yugoslavia was no longer a country in 1993. Because in uh, June of 1991, Croatia and Slovenia declared independence, followed by the Republic of Macedonia in September. By the time this game came out, Yugoslavia was sort of not a country already. And it reminds me of like when you play old like Street Fighter 2... And you go to fight Zangief. Oh, and in the USSR. USSR. And like back then, though, USSR was a country. But when Mario is Missing came out, technically Yugoslavia was arguably not a country anymore. Wow. It had already been having civil unrest. I mean, that you like, you know, once again, this is a little bit more real world heavy political stuff. But like, you know, there was like bo- like things were happening in Bosnia, like wars and stuff and like, you know, like a uh, uh, revolution, essentially, you know, and the fact that like, you know, these countries were splintering from the oh, what was it called? The Republic of Yugoslavia, because pre World War Two, it was the kingdom of Yugoslavia. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of. I, I learned some interesting stuff about uh, uh, Yugoslavia because I've always been kind of intrigued by Yugoslavia. It's a country in in Europe that is, I, uh, you know, there's a lot of civil unrest after World War II. Like when you think after World War II, you think okay, oh, Vietnam, all great, yeah. Well, yeah, you think Korean War, you think Vietnam War, yeah. And you know, there like when you think of the list of wars, you don't really think of much else. But like, I mean, so much that doesn't involve America even is going on. And, you know, I mean, uh, Yugoslavia is a big example of that mm-hmm. because in the early 90s, there was civil unrest and crazy stuff Cold happening Cold War, there. right? Uh, at that point? Let's see. Cold War would have uh, been ending around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 93, I think the Cold War uh, essentially, USSR fell in what, 92, no 93, I think? So uh, I... USSR, I think, would have fallen at that point, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, yeah, it, it was. it's just crazy to think that, like, Yoshi, it's Yoshi wandering through the civil unrest of Yugoslavia. And he's just running around looking for his pal Luigi. Yeah, this game's weird. It's very weird. And they use Super Mario World graphics on the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. But on the computer, they're weirder graphics. And it's a point-and-click <laughs> oh, adventure. That's right. It is a point-and-click adventure, isn't it? It's so weird. I just, this game <laughs> is in this this limbo of, like, Mario is a popular game, but Nintendo's licensing, licensing mm-hmm. them, but realizing he's their powerhouse and, like, education games and it's just it's this weird moment in gaming history where you know they tried something new uh didn't work and they never did it again well i mean you have games like mario teaches typing so like but they never they haven't licensed a mario out for a game developer, game company to make a Mario game. Not really since since around that time, no. I don't think. I, I I think education type stuff might have still continued for a bit. You know, like the Mario teaches typing because that's a legitimate yeah, game. Yeah, but that was that Nintendo. Oh no, it was some 
company. It was okay. Yeah, but I mean, this game wasn't made by Nintendo. No, I know, I know, it was. They borrowed the assets. But, but, but that's what I'm saying is like, there that has not been done at, at another point in the Nintendo's history. Well, you got to think there was another moment aside from Mario's missing where that did happen. The you talking about the, the CDI. CDI? Yeah. You know, the, I think Nintendo around that time thought, hey, we can license Mario out, and I think they got bit. I think they played with fire, they got burned, and after that, I think you're right. I think they yeah. started to realize, oh, nobody can do them justice like we can. Or they couldn't control them how they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you got to think, like, the the like the cdi mario game is a a, it's an atrocity Mm -hmm. like there are weird animations but it isn't even the animation from like the cartoon series which they had licensed out it's this weird other form of like animation that was made by phillips you know cdi and it's like i mean there's a moment where they realize that the 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 hotel they were in because that's what it was. It was Hotel Mario. The hotel they were in was having electrical issues, and they realized, oh, Bowser plugged in too many toasters. And in this animation scene, Mario holds up a loaf of bread, and he goes, you know what they say, all toasters, toast, toast. And then the animation ends. I just want you to imagine Mario. In, in, let's imagine even in like a new Mario I game. Imagine anything. Imagine it, Chops. Mario in like, uh, how about Mario Odyssey two for the Switch? And he holds up a loaf of bread and he's like, "All toasters, toast, toast." No, he doesn't say it like that. Oh, I'm sorry. All toasters, toast, toast. <laughs> he doesn't say it like oh, all the this- toasters, toast, toast. Oh no, in the CDI game, that's how he sounded though. Uh, but I'm thinking in a, in a Mario. Game. Yes, but yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 what is his name? Current Charles Jeff. Charles Mar- uh, Martet Martet uh, is his certain, name. Certain something like that. Yeah, Char- Chuck. All the toasters, toast, toast. Yeah, that I, that is that was what they were doing with oh, them. God. And Nintendo looked at Are it. We done talking about this game. <laughs> Nintendo looked at that and they were like. No, no, we out. No, we we're out. Done. Peace. We're done. <laughs> Dropping deuces. Head now. We're out. Like two fingers, not poops. Oh, right. Yes, um, thank you. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Well, there's one more thing that I do oh, want to talk God. about. Uh, but hear me out because this is the best part of the game. Is it? it is, is there a best part about this game? <laughs> yes, there is. I doubt it. It is the music. Because here's the thing. It's the redeeming part <laughs> about this game. There is not the best part. All right. What if you're splitting hairs here for me, Chops? Hear me out. The music is composed by Rob Wallace, who did a surprisingly great job. The game uses the sound font for Super Mario World. And uh, do you want to know what else Rob Wallace worked on? No, but sure. He, he worked on other educational and Of course games. he did. <laughs> Was Math Blasters on there? You know, it might have been. I, it's the only edutainment game I played was Math Blasters. I never really played edutainment. Well, I rented this once, and I rented Mario's Time Machine once thinking, oh, it's a Mario game where he goes through time. Oh, it's another. This is terrible. Newsflash, Math Blasters did nothing for me. <laughs> we're calling you out, Math Blasters. You dropped the ball. Now, we're going to play here uh, your choice, Los Angeles, New York. Uh, well, it, is, it is not. Well, it's uh, Los Angeles and New yeah, York. I know. I just like saying the title. <laughs> Los Angeles, New, New York. York. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> this is the yeah. This is the theme of when you are in Los Angeles uh, or New York. Yep.
think it's also the theme of when Mario's in an elevator. Oh, is it? Is it also the theme when Mario puts the player to sleep? <laughs> I really like that theme. I don't know what it is. It's just so mellow. It's very mellow. I just, I don't know. I, I was, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to play the next one. This game just depresses me. <laughs> it's defeated me, this game has. Um, the next song I have is the Moscow Cairo song. Yeah, Moscow and Cairo. Uh, so here's this. In Mother Ma- Mother Russia, Mario play you. This it sounds like in in DC Comics there was an alternate reality of where Superman landed in Russia, oh, Red Sun, and he became a Russian superhero. This is essentially what I think of when I hear this song. Is it's like the alternate reality where Mario was recreated in Russia, and that's the main theme for Super Mario Russia World, and. <laughs> So weird. Where does Cairo fit into that song? I uh, where well, it, it, it kind of doesn't. It doesn't. But <laughs> nowhere does that fit in that song. <laughs> Hear me out, Chops. No, Hear me out. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on for just a second. Because the thing is, is that <laughs> it is basically just the Mar like a theme from Mario World that's been rewritten slightly. Craig, where is Cairo? It's in it's in, in Egypt. Is it in Egypt. Russia? <laughs> So why is this song part of it? it for the record, <laughs> I don't necessarily know that this music is like super Russian uh, by any means. It feels Russian to me. It's, you know what? I I I'll grant it feels a little more Russian. Like if you took the Tetris theme, like the typical Tetris song, combined it with Mario, that's what this is. Hear me out, chops. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you have a layover. A plea. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe on your way to Cairo, you have a layover, and you have to spend some time in Moscow. Is that possible? Don't you get to Egypt before you would get to Russia if you were flying from the United States? Well, depends on where the plane is taking you. Because if it takes you to Moscow, okay, then you have right. a layover anyway, in Moscow. Right. Now, don't you, Chops? Whatever. I don't know geography. All I'm saying is... Well, maybe if you played the game, you know, Chops. No. Um, the last one is the boss theme from Bowser. Which, for the record, the bosses also cannot hurt you. What? Oh, yeah. They run around back and forth, and you jump on them, and then they're they're, they're defeated. Oh, but they, if you bump into them, nothing happens. They run through sucks. you. sucks. Right. <laughs> Here, here's this theme. Yeah, 
you don't think we need to listen to much of that to know uh, that it's, it's repetitive. But the thing super is, repetitive. the thing is, is it is the fortress theme from it's Super Mario World, is. and it's I mean with yeah, yeah. with basically an electric guitar going like or piano or whatever. I don't know what do you want to call it. Like that's not creative. Well, listen. I never said the game was creative. I'm sorry. I played a little bit of this game. I'm admitting it here. It defeated me. This game is awful. I wish I got to the boss battle. I wish I did. I don't think in my life on this earth I will ever get to the boss battle of this game. Well, you'll have to do, I think, like three or four more cities after uh, the first city. So once you've done Rome... I will never play this game as long as I live, as, as, as long as it's not forced upon me. I think that's fair because, I mean, you know, it could be forced on you. It could be a form of torture, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's equal to waterboarding, I think. I also appreciate that uh, Luigi takes the snapshots of the, he the landmarks. He looks so awkward. He's like, it's like the weird sprite and it's just next to a photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so weird. I wish I could, I want to go back now and watch the MS-DOS version of this because the graphics are even more awkward and see what that <laughs> what that, that touristy photo looks like. Oh, man, that's got to be weird. Yeah, that's that's got to be real. And he weird. like carries around a computer. Is that what the thing is? Well, yeah. When you open the menu, it's a computer, so it's just like I don't know. Yeah, but backpack. he carries it around. Pockets. And what I was gonna say, he doesn't have a backpack, Craig. No. Listen, overalls have you couldn't more pockets. carry computers around in that era. That's that why. Easily. That's why you wear overalls, chops. What? <laughs> you know, like, because you have your, room your, for your computer. Your overalls have pockets that are Berkey basically computer. that are basically bags of holding. <laughs> Where it's an interdimensional space. Like have, you ever worn, have you ever worn yes, overalls? I, as a child, I have. You know what? There's not an interdimensional pocket in them. Well, your parents didn't get you I the right I guess I didn't kind. get Levi brand overalls. You had the Oshkosh brand. That was your first mistake, Chops. <laughs> I, had over, I had corduroy overalls, apparently. Yeah, you should have gone with Levi. <laughs> interdimensional pockets. Oh, my God. Are we done with this game? Anything else to say about this game? I have nothing else I want to add. Uh, I like Yugoslavia. I appreciate the fact that they dropped some science on us. The music uses the Super Mario World sound font. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom Go ahead and do whatever you want. I'm, I'm hey, so well, you defeated know what? by this game. Before we get into the retro relapse, I did want to uh, chat about... Something uh, good, I hope. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one of our shows. Oh, okay. GameZilla Alpha. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, GameZilla Alpha is a show that uh, has our buddies Grimlock and Jazzy, where they discuss uh, more in-depth topics. Uh, sometimes they do interviews as well. Yes, they can go on to things uh, you know, like what they like about MMO games or talk to some developers of some cool indie games that have come out. Mm-hmm. And it's really a time for them to focus on a one topic that they don't get to in their normal podcast on Mondays and, yeah. and really go into their feelings and some cool information around those things in the current life. And those uh, episodes will air on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Right, Sundays, 
or is it Saturdays? Ooh. <laughs> now I now I'm second guessing myself. That's on you. But it does release early. It does release early on Thursdays if you're a Patreon. Yeah, if you're a member of Patreon. Uh, the, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Sundays it comes out. That sounds right. Yes. Yes, I believe that's right. Sorry, uh, if this game has wrecked my mind and I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> Which coincidentally was what it was not supposed to do. It was supposed Ugh, to improve it. No. It was supposed to make it better. Nothing makes it better. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, make sure to uh, check out their show. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So, for this week's another weird game. Oh man, yeah, I you guys have no idea. We're discussing Tecmo Cup Soccer Game. This game was released in 1992 by Tecmo from the Nintendo Entertainment System. They made Tecmo Bowl. They did. I mean, it's got to be good, right? And it is in this game, you must fight your way from Junior League all the way to the finals of the World Cup as a soccer player. And I think your, your name is Robin Field. Is like the main character Robin Field. It's uh, it's funny because uh, uh, there's a little bit more history to this game than you might think. But uh, as far as the gameplay itself goes, it, it's like it, it's like a text-based adventure. No, Craig, it's not. It's if they took an anime and turned it into a game. And that's what it is. Well, no, because the thing is, is you don't control yourself, really. You do, you do and you don't. Like, immediately when I played this game, I thought, this is a soccer anime show in a video game. That's what I thought about this was. Like, wow, it's funny like you there's say that. narration, there's a quirky, like, coach. Like, if you don't press A to blow the whistle to start the game, he's, like, falling asleep. It's intense. Like, oh, no, you're running on the field. Oh, you got to pass or shoot or something because there's three guys coming to tackle you. Yeah, here's the thing is when you start moving, you just hold up and yeah. your character is running. And there's like this animation of like the sc- looks like the screen's yeah. kind of bouncing. And then you get caught by somebody. Yeah. Almost like it's like an RPG, like you're trapped. It is, yeah. And it- then you have to choose whether you pass, whether you try to shoot, um, uh, you know, or what- try to run through, yeah. dribble. And it, like you have different stats, you have like grit, which is I don't know what was that that was used for. It's a stat to determine your grittiness. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. You're welcome. Thanks for explaining that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, what I'm here for. And so it's just this weird, weird soccer game. It's not what I expected. I was so expecting something like Tecmo Bowl, and it was the furthest thing it from was, Tecmo Bowl. It was amazing. Like, <laughs> like I think, I think it was an like. An experience that changed my life. I don't <laughs> like. I feel changed by it in some way, but I don't know how. Um, I don't think I played soccer. I don't know what I did. I coincidentally played soccer as a child. I was in a league. No, I mean, like when I played the game, I don't think oh. I played soccer. I was like playing. Well, life. no, it was. It was no, no, it was. This game baffled me, and I and I was fascinated by the music. I was intrigued to play more, but ultimately I wanted to turn it off and watch an anime about soccer. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> so, funny story. What? When you were referencing what the game is called in Japan. Yeah, Captain Subasa. Captain Subasa is a long-running manga, and I think there's also some anime series 
based upon a person who wants to go from Japan and essentially become uh, like uh, take his team to the World Cup. Are you serious? I am dead serious. This it is, is amazing. It is this video game, which as soon as you started talking about it, it dawned on me because the character designs looks a lot like the designs from the person who made uh, Captain Tsubasa. If you even give a, a search and uh, search like Captain Tsubasa, you'll see the art style and you'll realize, oh, wow. Yeah, this is totally just a uh, this is a video oh, game. Yeah. Based, yeah. Based on uh, the manga. uh of the same or the uh, with you know that is called Captain Subasa and essentially it's the the captain of the soccer team who uh, you know ends up like you know uh, uh, taking his like team to like the World Cups and stuff and uh, oh, it's a Shonen Jump uh, yeah Shonen series. Jump it is it's it's interesting uh, uh, sports manga is a thing. You wouldn't think like like oh okay so like the same magazine that like runs Dragon Ball and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and Naruto Naruto and One Piece and uh, all these different se- like series there's always like sports manga as well and you wouldn't think that they could like like you know make it like really exciting and like you know like that like because you know the battle mangas and stuff give you that like oh right. that like pumping you know uh, heart pumping exciting feeling. But I've read some. I, uh, uh, I in the uh, episode I did with Xander on Punch Out, uh, I referenced Hajime no Ippo, which is a boxing manga. And surprisingly, there are some really good manga out there, uh, and arguably even anime too, based on like these you know sports and stuff. And so it's interesting that like when you were like looking at the the article and you're like, yeah, I guess it's this Captain Tsubasa game. I was just like, oh my god, it all makes sense. <laughs> That's why it's like a. Of you're playing a stinking anime yeah. is the fact that it is. It is based upon an anime or a wow. manga. Crazy. Wow. It's it's a unique game. I'm curious now to see what the other Tecmo games are like because is there any other ones like this? You know, like oh, I want to know no now. Idea. Yeah. So it's it's so weird and unique. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to play. I didn't have very much fun playing it. No, but- I lost. I got scored on and lost. Uh-huh. And then, like, it got to the halfway point, too, in the game, and you're like, choose a character, mm-hmm. and they give a motivational statement. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I'm That's sure. That's what this kind of game is like. I'm sure if if you're a fan of the manga, you'd know the characters and stuff, and it'd be like, oh, my Probably. God, it's that character I love. I, I've never read the manga. I know of it, like, just because it, it is. It's popular. You know, it's big. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as that goes, I, I it's just super interesting. But uh, the music is actually pretty legit. There is some decent music. So I'm going to play maybe a couple Yeah, we'll, we'll play a couple. Um, this one is called um, Team Tops Jr. And I don't, honestly, I don't know all these references to these things. because I, I can only them. imagine their teams from the manga and stuff. I, I would imagine. I have no idea. I don't know, but here it is. some hidden gems it's in weird this game. how good this music is it has no business it, it, being so it good bothers me how good this, like <laughs> i we feel, didn't know about it i feel lied to 
Honestly, I don't like sports games, but like someone should have told me about the soundtrack. You or Xander should have told me. Honestly, I'm upset at both of you for not telling me about this game. To be honest with you, if if I had known about this game, I probably would have chosen a song for this I, to be I, in the uh, the the music bracket. I probably would have too. This is a, this is a this is a hidden gem of music. Maybe yes. not gameplay, no. but at least the music. Uh, now, did you have another song you wanted to play as well? Team Razors. Ooh, sounds cool. This is cool. So let's see. Uh, see what this is about. enjoy the music for this game it is and i don't know it's if it's surprising. based upon like the anime maybe like maybe the anime maybe. has like the music and they they were able to borrow it who composed the music by the way uh chops that's a great question we have uh keiji yamagishi okay let's see what else keiji did uh keiji were oh see that's why i like it so much he worked on ninja gaiden really that's why this music is so good oh that man. is absolutely why he, oh, went, that he is worked great. on ninja gaiden he did tecmo bowl he did the captain to subasa volume two he did uh onomusha tactics wow um There's a bunch of stuff he has solo music oh yeah man. that makes a lot of sense why he didn't ninja gaiden or why it sounds so good it, yeah. it reminded me of that. So it reminded me of something. Uh-huh. I thought at first Batman when I told you, and it was yeah. like, "Well, it's not as techno-y." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." But it definitely, I picture cutscenes from Ninja Gaiden in there, and the levels, and yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, so. At oh, the I guess e- we got to give this a rating. Yeah, I was gonna say at the end of the day, we gotta rate it. So, what rating do you give it? Honestly, I'm giving it a three out of eight. Because I wasn't a huge fan of the gameplay. The game was not fun to me. Yeah, it was not very fun at all. Uh, but here's the thing: is the music's great, and it has so much history. It's history. It's unique. It's, yeah. It's weirdly fascinating to me, which is why I'm giving it less than average. Because if the gameplay was even anything enjoyable, uh-huh. it probably would have gotten like a six up for me. Oh, absolutely. But, I, I would have even like if the gameplay was fun, I would have bumped it up to a six or seven or something. But uh, but yeah, since there's no funness to it for yeah. me honestly uh, it's not it, it's just whatever's left that's awesome for it the gameplay it's like the gameplay itself for me gets like a two out of eight yeah i i just like when i think sports games i did not think tecmo no tecmo cup the soccer of the game or whatever no. this is uh but here's the thing is the music is phenomenal and the uh the the sort of history behind it the the sort of like the the, the franchise behind it captain right. subasa is crazy you know if you're a fan of like sports manga and stuff i i've heard captain subasa is a lot of fun i've heard it's a great series and it's a really long running series i guess there was like a sequel series even mm-hmm. where it's like i because i think the series takes him through like high school and then like the sequel series is him like in the world cup oh wow so like eventually you get to find that he did like rise up and like become this big player I, I that's what i've heard anyway i like this is just going off my memory of a series i've not read yeah but uh but yeah if uh if you're a fan of uh sports manga and stuff definitely give that a shot and uh you just listen to the soundtrack online or something yeah do it 
Yeah. Do it, do it, do it, do it. It's, yeah. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I'm glad we were able to talk about uh, this, this like sort of like this horrible, horrible memory in my head of Mario is missing. It's awful. I am regretting agreeing <laughs> talking about this game. Jeez. You're maniacal. <laughs> you know what, though, Chops? Here's the thing about me that I, I think you would have learned by now. So long as other people are suffering around me, I'm okay if I suffer as well. As long as I get to take you all down with me. Weird, weird person. Hey guys, Xander here with an update on the NES Music Bracket. This week is Castlevania 3, The Beginning, aka Stage 1, which is composed by Hidenori Maezawa, Jun Funahashi, Yuki Morimoto, and Yoshinori Sasaki. goes up against The Legend of Zelda 2 dungeon theme composed by Akito Nakatsuka.
more bracket left in this round, and then we'll be down to the final four. Hop on Facebook to let your vote be known. Thanks for the continued support, and we'll see you next week. Okay, anything you want to plug before we end the show here? Uh, maybe maybe if, if you're going to learn history and you think, oh, maybe I could learn it from Mario... Just read the walkthrough online. You don't actually have to play the game. Some of the facts are kind of interesting. If you're a fan of geography, I think that like even though it's presented in a, a really clumsy way, this like crummy platformer, I mean, you know, some of the, the information is actually pretty legit. And uh, I think that the the just the the sort of like it being a relic of its time. Like the fact that like there's a country that doesn't exist in the world as even when you were playing this game like it's just it's really interesting and stuff i think there's a lot to that but i but all in all yeah not so much chops i think it's time that we say goodbye and we let them know that we'll see everybody again when the the legend legend continues. continues